Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Well, hello, little munchkins out there. This is the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Our conversation this week is with Laura Coppinger and Tom Halaska from uh, many places. Both Tom and Laura have been staples in the St. Louis industry scene for a long, long time. Laura, aka Mimi Layuk, manages the monocle in the Grove, where they put on spectacular shows of all types and varieties. But seriously, you guys, you should go check it out. Tom is a veteran bartender of over 20 years. You can currently find him also at the monocle, but at Bird and Barrel and repping Wellbeing Brewing, which is the first non-alcoholic beer brewery in St. Louis. But perhaps one of Tom's proudest accomplishments, which he mentioned in our conversation, is that at the time of recording, he was 101 days sober. Probably even more now. Congrats, Tom. Thanks for tuning in, and please enjoy our conversation with Laura Coppinger and Tom Halaska. Hi, you guys. Hi. 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 How are you? Good. Good. Thank you for popping by <laughs> on such short notice. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. Nice no to problem. see you. I'm excited. Good. Um, tell everybody who you are. I'm Tom Halaska. I have been in the restaurant business in St. Louis for over 20 years, mm-hmm. one way or another, um, from washing dishes to working for liquor distributors to managing restaurants to whatever. It's always just been focused on the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've worked here, I've worked there, I've worked kind of everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm Laura Coppinger. Uh, I'm the general manager over at the Monocle. Yes. Mm. I've got Tom here working for, for as my bar manager. Sweet. The Mon- Monocle in the Grove. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. Well, before we started this, you guys were just giving them the lowdown. There's lots of stuff going on. Lots of things happening at the Monocle, other places. I'll just let you go. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> okay, so uh, I'll start <laughs> off uh, talking about what I think is exciting, not only for uh, St. Louis, but for the country. Uh, and that's Wellbeing Brewing, which mm-hmm. is uh, one of the first craft non-alcoholic beers in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being made here in St. Louis. We contract out of O'Fallon uh, Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we produce two two beers right now. One of them is a Heavenly Body Golden Wheat, mm-hmm. and the other one is the Hellraiser Dark Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are all near no alcohol. So we use a mm-hmm. we use a machine that we got from the Brewery School of Berlin, and it's mm-hmm. called a dealcoholization plant. Oh. Uh, we call her Sally for short. <laughs> uh, and mm-hmm. what it is, the best that I have been able to from from a, a non-technical standpoint, is what they do with this machine is they make beer, mm-hmm. they transfer the beer into the dealcoholization plant, and then that pressurizes the beer uh, and then distills the, the alcohol, the ethanol, out at mm. a lower temperature. Mm. So we're not boiling it. Yeah. So usually to make non-alcoholic beer, the, the process would be make beer, boil beer, bottle beer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I use the analogy of uh, you don't spend all day making a stock and then making a soup. And then when the soup is done saying, oh, you know what we should do? We should totally boil the shit out of this <laughs> for the next two hours. That's really going to make this soup taste good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's so through this process and what we're doing, the beer tastes like beer after mm-hmm. the ethanol is wow. removed. So cool. we lose we lose about 30 percent. Mm-hmm. We lose about 30 percent of our yield to ethanol. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the beer is, is delicious uh, and it. It promotes more than, than to people who don't drink, mm-hmm. uh, what I found out. I thought when I started working for these guys that it was going to be pregnant women and recovering alcoholics. So mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a really narrow market mm-hmm. and a, a difficult market to increase. And, mm-hmm. and really statistically and all the articles that are coming out, especially with the Olympics, 
uh, an oh, Olympic man. athlete yes. um, consuming non-alcoholic beer after workouts because it's mm-hmm. you know it, it can be replenishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding out that people who just don't feel like having an alcoholic beverage at that moment want to have an option besides a soda or a soda water with a lime or and that that kind of flows into the monocle mm-hmm. with the program we have there with our mocktail program. You know, we want to offer something for someone to enjoy. We don't care if it contains alcohol or not. Mm-hmm. But I know from for me, I'm actually 101 days sober as of today, which mm-hmm. is a pretty big deal for me. Mm-hmm. So being in the industry and, and knowing that each of those bar seats have a dollar sign attached to them, we all know mm-hmm. it. Someone sits down, we're hoping that, that person on average spends a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. If you're a non-drinker and your only option is soda, that means you give you the house two bucks and then you're getting refills all night long, so you only spend two dollars. Yeah. And I know for me, that makes me feel like, man, I'm just taking up space. I'm not doing what I'm used mm-hmm. to doing, which is buying drinks, buying shots, you know, doing all all the things that I, I usually did. So knowing I can go somewhere and buy a four dollar drink that's house made and delicious and a snack, and I'm still contributing to the the keeping the lights on in the establishment that mm-hmm. I'm going to is, is really cool. And that's what well-being does too, is it, it gives an option, you know, people that drink non-alcoholic beer, I think they drank it because that's all there was. Yeah. And they, you know, well, I think it's about the social aspect. You mm-hmm. know, we want to go out, we want to go out and see our friends. And as mm-hmm. adults, you know, those safe places are bars, yeah. but mm-hmm. if you don't drink, like what do you drink in a bar? You don't want to just drink a soda. You feel childish. Yeah. But you want to be out and you want to be social and having that non-alcoholic beer option, even if it tasted like skunk, was better than than not than not looking like you're participating in mm-hmm. the fun. Um, so I think having those non-alcoholic options um, takes takes makes us look at how being social is so related to drinking and and how we can still be social without drinking or drinking at a slower pace. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great because then I can have somebody come and get a beer and a shot. They're drinking a non-alcoholic beer and and a shot. Mm -hmm. Or they'll have a non-alcoholic beer and then they'll have a cocktail and then they'll have a non-alcoholic beer. So it slows down their tipsiness, but still allows them to be social and be participating within the fun of drinking I guess so we're distributing in St. Louis uh, and Denver right now Mm -hmm. and there Mm -hmm. are it has has done so well that there are it'll be nationwide real soon so and we're the you know we're the only people in the country right now that have that particular machine Mm -hmm. so to have Mm -hmm. that machine in St. Louis is really cool yeah Uh, we're a member of the St. Louis Brewers Guild Uh, we were approached by them and you know, St. Louis community is so strong. It's a mm-hmm. restaurant community. And they reach yeah. out, they're like, Hey, you're you're brewers. You're doing exactly what we're doing. We're excited that, that this machine and you guys are in this town and we want mm-hmm. you to be a part of what we're doing. Yeah, so how many breweries are you in now? Oh yeah. Um so Forehand sells our beer, Ferguson wow. Brewing sells our beer. Wow, that's really cool. You know, so there's a lot of the breweries who are bringing our beer in because people come into their breweries for more than just Beer, mm-hmm. sure. you know, Forehands always has some sort of event. They've got video games upstairs. They have a they have a kitchen. They have food. They have they have events all the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to go to the brewery because I don't drink or I don't drink beer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even even if it's not just not drinking or you don't if you don't care for beer. Right. So this gives them an option to be able to go to these places and still once again feel like they're participating. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really I mean neat. it's still a craft beer whether it's hands down. I mean mm. have you guys had it? Have you tried it? No. No, we're actually hoping mm-hmm. you bring some by. But... I've got it in the car. Okay. Okay, so um, yeah, we'll try that. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah because I, I uh, <laughs> you guys you guys do you. Go, cool, go. Cool. <laughs> When he told me that he was gonna start working for these guys, he's like, "You gotta try it." Like, All right, and I, I am not a huge beer drinker. Mm-hmm. I love good, but I have a very good beer program at Monocle. I, yeah. I know what good beer is, and we have a lot of great breweries here in St. Louis and just regionally. Like I, um, so I wanna, I wanna reflect that. So, I tried it. And it was legitimately good. Yeah. And the Hellraiser is awesome. Mm-hmm. What's the Hellraiser specifically? The Hellraiser is the amber. Mm-hmm. It just has... So the, f- the first one is the golden wheat. And that one, it 
wheat bears are kind of different anyways. So mm-hmm. it it tasted like a wheat bear. It had a really nice flavor, but there's something about the Hellraiser Amber that's just it tastes like beer. It super tastes like mm-hmm. beer. It has that kind of bitterness afterwards, but I don't know. You guys are gonna you guys are gonna love it. Good. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I've got I've got Tom working over at the Monocle, and mm-hmm. he's helping me with that place. So that place used to be Myers Grove. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you you said you're the GM there. I'm the GM there. Uh-huh. I took over in uh, 2016, October 2016, mm-hmm. and it was it was was it, was, it the Monocle then? Or? It was the Monocle then. Uh-huh. It had been opened since September of 2015, but it was it was legitimately on its on its little last leg. Mm. Um, and I am so thankful for this community. So like the way that I got this position is because I worked in bars, but I don't, I don't necessarily have the 20 years experience that Tom does. Um, but I produced shows here in town and have worked with all sorts of different artistic disciplines that, uh, that was really key to taking over the Emerald Room. So Hmm. In developing the program, now I have a rock star who can help me make the bar and the food program. That's me. Like stellar, Boom. so that I can concentrate <laughs> on making the shows awesome. Cool, cool. So do you still, uh, Tom? Do you still make? Do you still mix drinks? Oh yeah, no, and I still. So, um, me deciding to not drink in a industry where I'm peddling booze all the time. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I can't take myself out of the tasting process. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I taste wine. I taste my cocktails. But yeah, and actually my creativity has, I think, increased um, Thank you. on a couple levels because I am now thinking about a broader consumer. Sure. So yeah. I'm not just gearing up to a, hey, I need to make a, a, a whiskey cocktail with this small batch bourbon that's 155 proof that, you know, some... some cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. So I'm, I'm more focused on a broader a broader audience. So I think that that's great. And well, yeah, I'm making cocktails all the time. I mean, we... At the Bonacle, we are real big on tasting something if it's new and exciting we put it on the menu that week so we print our menus weekly mm-hmm. we don't we don't do see we do seasonal changes mm-hmm. but we're always changing that seasonal change as well so it's that's a lot of fun too so every time you come in we've got our staples but there's a lot of uh, stuff going on yeah mm-hmm. thank so you so this is the uh well-being brewing uh, heavenly body golden wheat mm-hmm. so this was the, the first one that launched um it tastes like beer. I mean, it, it, it does. It, 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 I like the Hellraiser. You're right. Yeah, that's oh, good. Oh, and the and that's the Hellraiser really nice. is the the dark amber. That's nice. I've I've been selling it and saying that it's the best non-alcoholic beer in the world because mm. I haven't had one and I've tried them from all over the world. Yeah. I haven't had one that's this good. Now, in Spain, so Spain, from what I understand, is the number one country for non-alcoholic beer, mm. which sounds really? crazy because. I thought that Spanish people were born with a bottle of wine and a hmm. stick of meat in their hand. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. you, you were just told that that's their culture is that they start drinking and eating at eight nine p.m. and they yeah. eat meat and drink wine all night long, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Germany also a huge uh, non-alcoholic beer country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada's going crazy with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Anheuser Busch is actually trying to get their formula right to have a craft style non-alcoholic beer launching in Canada. Yeah. Um, So this category has always existed and accounts for something like 0.5% of the overall beer sales. Yeah. That's a huge amount. Sure. (laughs) Like, you know, so and this category is, is increasing the millennials Mm -hmm. statistically are not drinking as Mm -hmm. much. They're not binge Mm -hmm. drinking, Mm -hmm. but they want to go out. They want to have something. They want to have something different. And this really works. I mean, I have buddies who do beer and shots and they have started drinking this beer and having those shots. Like, like Laura said, and they can either have more whiskey mm-hmm. if they want, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they can just level out and be like, cool, I, I consumed as many liquids as I usually do, mm-hmm. and I feel good. Yeah. The trick is, is when you drink, you get to the point where you, you feel the effects, and you're like, oh, this is great. I better keep drinking so this doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And we all know that that's how that process works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to be able to get to be able to get to your high point and then be like, all right, I'm here. I'm cool. This is what, yes. this is exactly where I want to be. I don't need another 80 proof shot of alcohol to, to, to get me going further, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, yeah. it's neat. Like I said, a broader audience figuring mm-hmm. out, uh, you know, 
bars are social houses, and I, I, I firmly believe that everyone should be welcome and not feel because there's alcohol there that that's the main point. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's what the monocle does so well because it's a performance art venue. There's plenty of things to do in that place besides drink alcohol. We have so much room for activities. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell us about your activities. Uh, never, no one has ever been to the Monocle before. What is oh. it? Okay, so the Monocle is a is a speakeasy-style bar mm-hmm. uh, with a 55-person cocktail cabaret venue in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous little incubator space. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. in terms of its size, it, it fluctuates... As to how many people we can have, our typical room setup is a 55-person room with tables and chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can do 70 with, like, theatrical seating um, and then 100 standing room only. And we've had everything. We've had spoken word. We've had beat battles. We've jugglers, had jugglers, sword sword. Wow. burlesque dancers, uh, live music of all sorts. Um we actually had a, a really awesome blues and soul band in there on oh, Thursday night. Third, third site. site. Yeah. We're going to start having them out on Thursdays because uh, they were so good. Holy shit. They were so good. Mm. Yeah. 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 They were really, really great. They were How'd really you great. find them? Um, um, Alonzo Townsend, who is Henry Townsend's grandson mm-hmm. nice guy um, is a producer here in St. Louis and I was driving to work and I heard him on KDHX and his vibe and and what he was saying as far as how how musicians in the blues and jazz and funk uh, genres in St. Louis are the are the founders of the music and it is I mean the St. Louis blues I mean we have the we've lost touch with the music that was created here and the artists mm-hmm. that, that forged the paths for jazz and blues and R&B and funk and rap and all of that because of the work that they put in. And there's still a large segment of that that community that still exists in St. Louis. And a lot of them are in they're the age ranges. Awesome they're they're mm-hmm. from 18 to 25 years old. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of these new performers coming up. <laughs> so having a band like Third Sight to be able to put together a program that allows for showcases so these performers who maybe aren't ready to have a a full show mm-hmm. of their own music and their own set they can jump in and, and hang out and, and create kind of that showcase to you know we're, and we're going to be calling it homegrown homegrown mm-hmm. thursdays and that's what it is it's like oh. these are these are people from st louis that are doing this and this music is from here this is this is the music that that we support so having that in the monocle i think is really great so I reached out to him on Facebook. I'm like, uh-huh. hey, man, I heard your interview. It was awesome. He's like, thanks a lot. And we met, and it, we hit it off, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, we've been going sense with it. It's going really well. Sweet. Yeah. It's a little incubator space. It's, it's because of its size, it's not intimidating, uh, but it is intimidating. Like, you know, in, in terms of building a show, you can, as a young artist, here's 50, you have 50, 50 people. Get mm-hmm. 50 people here. You know 50 people. Mm-hmm build your art uh when i took over you know i reached as far and as wide as my social network of musicians and actors and dancers could go i'm like guys i've taken over this venue and it is going to close it is beautiful and it is perfect come do your art here and my lovely friends (laughs) have all uh built such wonderful pieces there we've got um I work with Mike Dowdy. He works over at New Line Theater. They do, mm-hmm. um, they're the bad boys of St. Louis Musical Theater. Uh, they do an, uh, their offline cabaret series at the Monocle. And mm-hmm. They usually have a cabaret once a month, and and it features one to, to, to three of their central actors and their crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. They actually just had a show two weekends ago on the 17th uh, called Down With Love. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and it was a it was an anti-Valentine's Day yeah, show. Yeah, I saw something advertising about there or something on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. The the gal, and, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember their names right off the top of my head. <laughs> but the gal, she had like rainbow hair and the, and she, they were lovely. They they had a nice, solid, sold out. Actually, that was the night we had our asses handed to us. Three sold yeah. out shows in a row. We had a cool. 4.30, an 8 o'clock, and a 10.30. Um, that was fun. 
No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, but... I mean, was it profitable, I guess? It was. Oh, it was. It was, super profitable, yeah, it, and it, was really, great. it really is. And we know we love that, and that's what we want. I mean, yeah. that's the hard, that's the hard, that's the oh, hard yeah. part about the monocle, though, is that it getting is... people to understand that we want you to come and hang out, yeah. not just to come see a show. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's it's hard for St. Louisans, I think, because we are unique because of our size, because that venue is so small and intimate, and there's a bar attached to it that's a full-service bar that's mm-hmm. not just there to attach itself to the venue. Um, getting people to, to come hang out just to hang out is something that we're really working towards, yeah. you know, and I think is going to really... With the amount with of the bookings, food program well, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, we're doing pizzas now. I've got uh, Ari from the Cut is making my andouille sausage. Oh, so nice. we have a one, uh, pizza called Ari's Revenge. Cool. Um, <laughs> we've got a, a Mimi's Paradise pizza, which has pineapple <laughs> on it. So and my my alter ego is Mimi Layuk. Ah. And I am I am this. The Sailor Mouth Sweetheart of St. Louis. <laughs> so, so what's your history? Um, so I I used to be a burlesque dancer here in oh, St. Really? Louis. Oh, really? Wow. Did you work with Lola? I did. I did. Oh, yeah, we wow. still do. We still do. We do it all the time. Oh, Actually, said, Lola, Lola and I are producing our show together. Oh, that's wonderful. That's cool. So, I went to high school with her. Oh, no way. <laughs> St. Louis. I know, right? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so it, so in that, I... When the guys, the guys actually offered Lola the job of taking over the monocle, and she's, oh. she's like, I don't know. Fine for that. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's, doing she's yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's our, our international star, so she's traveling all the time, and mm-hmm. and she also runs her own studio, um, you know, but she, she very. And I love her for it because I, this is how I got the job. Is she told the bosses she's like you should talk to Mimi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been producing shows in St. Louis for quite a long time as Mimi Liu, and then I mm-hmm. transmit transitioned into Mimi Liu after I picked up the ukulele mm-hmm. and started doing uh, dirty songs. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I still I still host the burlesque shows. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll jump in on the late night burlesque shows that we have at the Monocle. Mm-hmm. Like tonight I'm subbing in for Lola because she's off. Um, at d- doing a show in Indianapolis, I think, for Front Row Paul, mm-hmm. the burlesque bonanza. So I get to I get to slide in and and take her place as the host and but that's wrang- what wrangle the strippers. Does is she will <laughs> be behind the oh no she'll she'll be there answering emails yeah, at the beginning of the night. day and then and then she has to go run errands and then she runs the errands and then she comes back and she sets the bar up and she starts mm-hmm. bartending mm-hmm. and then she stops bartending and starts taking tickets and then she's done taking tickets and then she's hosting the show mm-hmm. and then at intermission she comes out and she bartends again and then <laughs> and started the second act and now it's, she's doing a performance I mean it's she I've never seen anyone who's been able to do five separate jobs simultaneously yeah. I mean now I'm really excited because there's there's more people at the monocle so now I don't have to do that uh-huh like we're we're finally getting busy enough to where I've been able to like expand my staff, um, delegating. My, yeah, so nice, <laughs> so nice. <laughs> when I when I took it over, seriously, like the bosses, they're lovely people, but they're like, put money in our money pit. Also, you have no budget and don't spend any money. Sure, sure. <laughs> Keep it open. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that works because of the, the the community and because of because of the performance community in St. Yeah. Louis is so strong. And the fan base for it is so, for so, it is so strong. You know, like people love that bar. They yeah, really people w- people love the performers. People love coming to see the shows. Yeah. Um, and I I want to give the performers and those fans a, a really great place to enjoy art. And I think that's what we're doing. I think we're finally uh, a a a flip has been switched, so to speak. Good. Yeah. Um, Good to see. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, I'm hiring. <laughs> So Call what I hear that everyone <laughs> send me an email. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I've been doing as a, a, a <laughs> there, I'll take control here. I got. It. Uh. <laughs> so uh, I decided to stop working for one company and devoting sixty five to eighty hours a week to working for multiple companies mm-hmm. and so doing less for each one so being the bar manager at the monocle is great because i'm not the one in charge mm-hmm. i'm able to she delegates to me i ask her what should i do in these situations versus having to make all the choices and be there all the time mm-hmm. so That's I'm, my I'm, job. I'm doing right <laughs> so i'm working at the monocle as the bar manager i'm i'm part of the sales and marketing and 50 percent of the sales or 
you know, 30% of the sales and marketing team for Wellbeing Brewing. Uh, and then also I work at Bird and Barrel two days a week. Yes. Oh. Cool. Um, and... The nugs. That's that's just a, that's that was pretty recent, right? Yeah, that's Just recent. earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all this, actually, all of this has happened since earlier earlier this year, since I, I got uh, drunk and told my bosses to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of changes. But I think, that that was, I think that was part of it, is realizing, oh, I'm burning myself out. I'm, I'm dumping all this sure. effort and time into a, a program that... Isn't mine. Support you. Yeah, and that, mm-hmm. that I'm I'm draining myself. So being able to do this as being able to be spread out and spread thin, honestly, mm-hmm. I'm actually more productive this way. It's really yeah. great. So working with I Bob, finally found someone who can match me on being able to go and do things. <laughs> we're, we're always exhausted. Always exhausted, but we're <laughs> <ready to> go. <laughs> um, so working with Bob, Bob Brazel and I have been buddies for a long time. Bobby business. Bobby business. <laughs> so Bobby nugs. So we. Um, we work together all the time. We do projects and events, and, and I help him. He helps me. We're just buddies. And the opportunity, it was like, I'm like, hey, man, I want to work for you. And he's like, well, I don't really have, you know, I don't have much to offer. I'm like, no, I want to bartend. For, I want to come and work a couple shifts at Bird and Barrel and enjoy myself. And, like, mm-hmm. and I love it. I love working lunches there. The food is great. The staff is killer. The regulars are as loyal as anyone I've ever mm. It's ridiculous. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of help, get helping him get the the Nug Shack open, which actually opened this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their kickoff parties tonight. Laura's actually going to be still walking there, and we've got fire performers still Ooh. walking. Still walking. Yeah. Oh well, mind. so <laughs> so we like to we like to help each other out. Uh, Bob called me, and he's like, "Hey, can you give me a fire performer?" Still no, no, no. That's how it went. Here's how it went. Oh, you tell so, me so, how it went. Wait, wait. So, so he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna have a fire performer there," and he's like, "You need fire performers?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Bob, you know that I do. Like, of course I do. <laughs> of course I do." I'm like, "Who is this person?" He's like, "Well, I was getting my oil changed." And I'm like, "All right, nope. stop. That is the end of our conversation." Right that is how your building burns down. That's <laughs> how. That's how the nug shack burns to ground. <laughs> so anyway, um, and, and that I'm like, you know that reaching out to Laura and that's that's true too like if anybody ever needs sword swallowers fire breathers jugglers mm. stilt walkers aerialists any mm. of that stuff she mm. has this list of crazy people that do all kinds I of know stuff. all sorts of weirdos in town who do <laughs> magical things I mm. live a charm life it's really good you have to keep that in mind <laughs> yeah so um so yeah I, I got a fire performer and then my buddy Carson is gonna Come make me some stilts, and I'm gonna stilt around the party for a little while. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for nugs. What? No, we have to go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing really. The parlor's doing great. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. shoulder to shoulder almost every night, and now with the nug shack finally opening up. It's really interesting, you know, watching, once again, watching from a side. I'm not the one in the mix. I'm there as a support, which mm-hmm. I think, and I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy. But Bob was at City Hall every day for, God, months. Just mm-hmm. seemed, it seemed like. I just can't believe they make it so difficult. Like, why do they have well, to the make it so why, difficult for somebody the, to be able this, to... In this particular situation, it was difficult because it has never been done before. Mm-hmm. Right, he was setting the standard. So there is, from what I understand, there is the Bob Brazel clause inside of the <laughs> inside of whatever they had to do to the nunchuck clause. There's something along those lines. So that's mm-hmm. really neat. And and also uh, Scott Trade is doing really well for Burton Barrel too. They've mm. they've been killing it. So that's cool. it's you know working for three companies that all have the same style, work ethic. Uh, and, and they all intertwine. So I sell mm-hmm. well-being beer at the Monocle. The Monocle does um, uh, bookings for performers with Burden Barrel. I work mm-hmm. at Burden Barrel. Mm-hmm. Bob brings nugs by the Monocle <laughs> to feed the. Oh my God! He so he found out. So one of our shows, the Bon Bons, it's the Bon Bons Burlesque Troupe, and they're yeah. they're a really a great group of gals, um, all very unique in their style, but they're all very cute, and and their shows are really fun and and. Easy to easy breezy, yeah. um, easy breezy burlesque. Uh, anyways, they love Burn and Barrel. They rehearse at uh, Van Ellis Studios, which is on Cherokee Street. Mm-hmm. And there was one night that they realized that all five of them were in the drive-through mm-hmm. for Burn and Barrel before <laughs> rehearsal, <laughs> and that they were all bringing Burn and Barrel to rehearsal. And they told me this, so then. I we went to Bob and I'm like you've got some super fans the Bon Bons <laughs> love you and he's like oh well Bobby Nugs will come by and bring some nugs <laughs> and, Bobby wow. N- and so I told the girls I'm like 
you might be good. You guys, uh, Bobby Nuggs might be stopping by with some nugs for the bonbons. They're like, seriously? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he knows you guys love them. <laughs> but, I think that's great. I, I think it. I think uh, seeing those kind of silly partnerships, oh, a yeah. fried chicken joint and a burlesque show. Yeah, yeah. like, sure. That's it great. works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened with, we had that conversation with Ari from The Cut last night as far as, as she had, she got broken into months ago. Three, four months ago <coughs> and had a bunch of products stolen and mm. a lot of people from the industry came together and gave her a little help like a little boost not like hey here's a thousand dollars to go fix whatever was broken but like mm-hmm. here's what I can do to help here's what I can do to help mm-hmm. and was able to keep her on her feet and keep her moving forward because she has mm-hmm. such a great product at the fortune teller mm-hmm. with the cut it's great and then she helps us and she's running you know my basically my charcuterie program for me or my my meat program mm-hmm. for me um, and she's a goofball and she walks in and she takes the andouille and she acts like it's her penis and she's dancing around like she's riding a horse around the bar. Which is great because the Monaco is the fanciest strip club in town. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like those jokes just work yeah. there. And then, and then there's Ricky down the street at Grace and, and that whole family, we all intertwine there too. So if, if I, and Urban Chestnut being catty corner, if I need a spatula, I go get it. If I'm on a to-go boxes, I can go across the street and get to-go boxes. Mm-hmm. And Confluence Kombucha... We've got uh, a mocktail that's always on the menu that is using their kombucha. So we're across the street every other day buying kombucha from them. That's cool. We just got their uh, grapefruit and jasmine kombucha Mm. for a new... And that's going with the aged citrus syrup um, and topo chico lime. And that's that's one of our... And and cardamom bitters. Sounds good. But then we also, the way we do our, our mocktail program is that we give a suggested spirit with it as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the you know so the, the suggested spirit is, is Duffy's Run Vodka from Restless Spirits, which is in mm-hmm. Kansas City. If mm-hmm. you go through our list of, of booze, there is Jack Daniels, Jameson, Maker's Mark. I think those are the, really the only three. Those are the only three. Oh, and Kettle. And Kettle. Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. it's gone. Those are the only three commercial products we really have behind that bar. Mm-hmm. So it is, um, you know, Tomstown and... Rest of the spirits and mm-hmm. still uh, three sixty six and uh, six thirty. Uh, yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, the thing when I when I took over at the Monocle, I had a, and and I guess it's because I I didn't have a huge standing within the bar and restaurant community. I had a really hard time getting the distributors to play ball mm. um, and to help me. Like it was like, hey, I'm here, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, like yeah. I I I want to buy your stuff sure, and yeah. and. It was the little, it was the smaller distilleries like Ventegrity and mm. Pinnacle and, yeah, exactly. and, and yeah. specific distributors that I worked with, like Patty from Lore, like that really helped me build my program. Mm-hmm. I went from a bar that was, and there was, it was just Budweiser products and then like all corporate stuff to having a bar that is, be- I mean, beautifully stocked with all kinds of regional and, and local and small distributor products like I'm I'm really excited about the products that we have behind our bar and those distributors that I worked with or my reps that I worked with were just so helpful mm-hmm. and the ones that aren't are the ones that I've pretty much phased out of mm-hmm. the program I'm like fine you don't want to do a ball with me I don't <laughs> need to use your products yeah. <laughs> and now they're coming yeah. around like well how are you doing all this business without our products and I'm like I don't know. I'm awesome. <laughs> well, I come to find out, you don't have to have Bacardi behind your bar. Yeah. You know, and that's that's I've known that to mm. be true for a long time. Yes. But also, that's a big nut nut to crack. And if we did have regulars that were coming in, our customers that were coming in, and they were, you know. Yeah, like we we do have a regular that comes in and orders Jack Daniels. So you know what? I'm gonna have a bottle of Jack sure. behind mm-hmm. my bar. Um, I I want to have the things that that my regulars want to drink, but mm. also. I don't need to have those corporate calls. If they want Tito's, well, Tito's is a corn vodka. Duffy's Run is a really great corn vodka that's mm-hmm. Midwestern, It's and it's a smaller mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Why not support it? It's silly not to. Mm-hmm. It's silly to not have that kind of reflection behind your bar mm-hmm. if you have that opportunity. I'm very blessed in that I have that opportunity to be able to do that Yeah. and make those choices. But Totally. So, Tom, you've been known to, to a rock a kilt now and then. Yeah, I wear a kilt uh, often. Uh, I you know I haven't in quite a while, and well, since it's I quit drinking, I've lost. Well, I used to wear it in the wintertime a lot, but I've lost a lot of weight, so I'm like, you need your kilt adjusted. I think I need my kilt adjusted. <laughs> oh. You know what? You know what? No seamstress says. 
Yeah, I think, that well, I think I just need a new kilt. I really, it was just the same <laughs> kilt. I would just wear the same one all the time mm-hmm. during the spring and summertime. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's... He looks real good in the kilt. Yeah, I don't know before, yeah, but uh, are you actually Scottish? No, I'm Bohemian oh. uh, and Italian and German and, no, it just... Um... But you rock the cargo kilts. Right, so I don't wear, I don't wear, I wear <laughs> utility a utility kilt. Utility kilt. Yeah. yeah, from a from a flexibility standpoint, <coughs> when, you're, when you're behind the bar and you're behind the bar for... Yesterday I worked I think sixteen hours straight of bartending, mm-hmm. and you're wearing jeans. They that's not comfortable by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. and if you wear a kilt and you squat down to open up the beer cooler to get a beer, then you stay down there for a second. Everything gets cooled off, and then yeah. you go yeah. right back to work. And no one's yeah. the wiser. You know, and you have to, but you have to be sure to squat and not bend over. <laughs> yeah, don't ever bend over. Yeah, cross your legs properly when you sit down. That's and everything. right. That's right. Yeah. Indeed. Just. Yes, I want to ask. <laughs> I want to ask you guys have us t- have you tell us about um, places in town. Tell us about some dishes or meals that you you think people ought to know about. Freaking crab rangoon at Nudo House is the best crab. Oh, yeah. those, are, those are good. So yeah. good. I walked in the yesterday. Just guy was dropping some stuff off, and I was in the area, and, and I had already had lunch, <laughs> and I was driving by, and I'm like, I can't not. I have to go in. So I went in and I ordered crab rangoon, and like that's all you want. I'm like, that's all I need. I need this crab right, yeah, so right good. now. So and good. and Will and Chris and everybody over there that's working with them mm-hmm. and doing and such a great product it is it is yeah. a lot There's of fun. There's such a strong team there. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that's, that's great. And they're all happy because they're yeah. all working days and they're all <coughs> working together and, and they have freedom to work and it's you know mm-hmm. it's really great to see walk in and see that that culinary team at work and, you can and see how happy they are open so yeah they're get... sitting right there yeah. yeah but yeah sorry that's the first thing that popped in it popped in my in my brain now, now i'm hungry right? you're taking me to new york i know this. yeah that's the unfortunate thing it's 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 far that's our only complaint it's worth a drive it, it really, yeah. yeah yeah totally worth the drive yeah um i want to go to um <laughs> Pangea. I want someone to drive oh. me out to Pangea. I yeah, it's good. Where's Pangea? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, like, was it St. Charles or something? St. Charles. Yeah, St. Charles. It's, yeah. It was a 40-minute drive for us. Well, yeah. it's it's out there. But well, see, and that's really the thing, good. too, is I used to always think, well, I can't go out there because I'm going to drink and then I can't drive home. But now I can just go. If yeah. I don't need anybody to take me, I'm just no, going to go. I can go. Uh, but I, from what I see, they're doing <laughs> awesome things there. It's the same kind of vibe as they have a really good time and... and yeah. And really enjoy working together and what yeah. they're producing. <coughs> I'm excited to check that out. Yeah. We went to Polite Society for dinner oh, for the yeah. first time. Oh my god, it was yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. We, we sat we sat time. at the bar and it was great. The the, the bartenders were really nice. Yeah. Mm. The company was was good. And yeah. the food. It was great. It was exactly Ooh, what and we the cocktail, for. the Indian summer was de- oh, I think I, I had that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was mm. nice. I'd go back just for that drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Nug Shack, of course. And we talked about Rick at Grace. And we talked about Ari at The Cut. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just, there's so much going on right now. Um, and I think we're seeing that pendulum kind of swing. I mean, there was a lot of restaurants that opened up in a very short amount of time in the city yes. because there was such a boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I think looking. now the quality is really starting to shine through of, yeah. of who survived mm-hmm. and who's surviving yeah. and, and where people wind up and what they're doing, you know. My favorite snack in St. Louis is the pork rinds over at Vista. Mm. Oh, we did have I time. love yeah. my favorite. So like when I have to do a show over at 2728, I love going and getting an order of pork rinds and sitting yes. there backstage in my sparkly ass costume just sitting there eating mm. pork rinds. I get a lot mm. of funny looks from those girls. Those, <laughs> are, those are good. I'm a They're big so fan good. of their fried chicken sliders there. Oh, I haven't had their fried chicken. Oh, they're very good, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good, yeah. Oh, I haven't been over there in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and Russell's on Mackland is the sleeper restaurant in this city. Oh, Oh, it's it's so cute. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a sleeper because if you'll get there soon enough, there's a huge line. Oh, sure, sure. But, like, it's just that I think because they, what I mean by that is I think because they do lunch, Mm -hmm. they don't get grouped in with the the dinner, the dinner but restaurants, you know, but man, so every time I go there, I have a smile on my face because everyone's so nice and the food is just, it's, Perfect. Yeah. It's exactly what it's supposed to be, yep. and it's yeah. not. They're trying to be what it's not, and mm-hmm. it's not yeah. slacking on ingredients. It's all fresh yeah. and delicious. I, I so I, I love that place. Yeah, we were serving their uh, house-made marshmallows, 
So they oh. do this. They do this big mm. house-made marshmallow. The they, size of a coffee. Yeah, cup. yeah. And they yeah. dip it. They dip it in chocolate it and roll yeah. it in almonds. Yes. Yeah. So we we served it. We sliced it in half and we served it with a raspberry mint chutney for mm. Valentine's Day. We had this cute Valentine's Day and then an anti-Valentine's Day program that we served it for. But we paired it with Lust Garden. It's um, Santa Fe Brewing. It's their seasonal. Their February, January, February. Mm-hmm. It's a black lager with raspberries. Dark lager. Dark lager. Dark lager yeah. made with raspberries. And it, per- it was like such a pretty little pairing. Nice. And those fucking marshmallows are so good. <laughs> I haven't had the marshmallows from there yet. They tricked me. They they were like, would you like a sample? I'm like, yes, I would. And I will order 12. This <laughs> 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 is so good. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing to get there is there's uh, cheese puffs. They're just these oh. little cubes of like bread and cheese. They're so good. Almost like a little bit of French toast qualities in them too. And they have mm-hmm. this house made ketchup you dunk dip them in. Oh They're yeah. really, really good. Just like this nice comfort food. Yeah. It's good. Oh, we were actually there delicious. for dinner last night. Ooh. So. Yeah. Yes. Now, I haven't been there for dinner. I've only been there for lunch. Oh, they have a great dinner. Is it the same menu or different menus? Uh, it changes with the seasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's a different menu than their lunch and brunch menu. So. Okay. And I think I saw that Jessica, the that used to work at yes. Libertine, is over there now. Yes, she, she is. That's she is. killer. She's their sous chef now. That's oh. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for her. I think she'll do really, really well yeah. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. We actually had a tuna uh, steak dish. That's exactly uh, what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, really, cool. really good. It's almost like a, uh, I had a sous vide steak one time at uh, Cielo. Okay. Uh, downtown, and it always reminded me of that because it's just so perfectly tender and cooked on the inside, perfectly rare. Then a nice crisp outside. You put like brown sugar on the outside, so it had a little nice little crust on it. It was like a little bit of sear. It is just so good. It's just so delicious. So yeah, I think I'm so I, hungry, guys. <laughs> Kill me. We haven't. We haven't eaten. <laughs> we haven't eaten. <laughs> <laughs> We're bad at that. Like as much as we enjoy food and drinks, and just. Tasty things in general. This industry does mm-hmm. not bode to time. Like, we'll to sit time. down and eat dinner. I'm like, oh, it's nice that we're sitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. It's more and like, I think that's across the board. I my God. Oh, these people need more drink shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of times I'll just, I'll like totally just forget to eat until I'm like to that point where I'm mm-hmm. so hungry that it doesn't even care. I don't even care what I'm eating. Same. Yeah. It's so bad. It's I know. It's so bad. I feel ya. Okay. Well, then. I just have two questions left for you guys, and then you can go and eat. You okay. Um, <clears throat> tell people about if they want to find you in person and online. You'll have many answers, but in person and online, where can folks find you? Uh, well, in person, they can find me at the Monocle most days of the week. We're, uh, there. We're open Tuesdays through Saturday nights, with sometimes on Sundays and Mondays for special events, but I'm mostly... I'm there usually on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, and then on the weekends, <clears throat> so... Uh, and then online, I would say follow, I mean, you could follow Laura, Laura's fine, but Mimi's a lot more fun. Mimi will get you hooked up with where the shows are, <laughs> especially all the late night silly shows. Um, so yeah, on Facebook, Al Coppinger, uh, Laura Coppinger or Mimi Layuk. And then I'm, we're also on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And how do you spell that? Oh, M-I-M-I-L-E-U-K-E. And then on Instagram, Monocle's page is Monocle STL. Follow us. We'll be posting all kinds of crazy shout-outs for shows and specials and new products that we come in. So, yeah. Nice. And then I am at Bird and Barrel, and then I'm at the Monocle, and then I'm out selling well-being beer, doing tastings, and I'm traveling to Denver to sell the beer, and so I'm I'm everywhere. So, uh, Facebook's easily um, the easiest way to keep up. You with have what a very I'm doing. fun Facebook page. Yeah, I try and keep it. You know, from a like from a social media standpoint, I don't always want to be in your face with. Come try well-being brewing at this place, and you got to come to the monocle today. Yeah, I try yeah, and yeah. I try and mix it up enough so it's not just one big ad of all the things that I'm sure. trying to push. So yeah. I say some silly shit and do some fun stuff. So Facebook cool. uh, for sure, and then well-being brewing. Just keep an eye out for it. It's it's becoming to show up. You know, I can't when this podcast released, I it gets released. I, I'm excited to see what this brand has done. Yeah. To to be able to to change the way that people drink. We're not trying to take away and say don't drink we're just saying be a little bit more mindful about what it is that you're consuming and have more fun get laid don't go home drunk don't puke <laughs> in the toilet and don't wake up feeling like shit you know what I mean like yeah. that's the idea is just a, a more you know 
a health forward way of doing things, which is funny because I wasn't the healthiest person for the longest time, you know, <laughs> smoking, drinking, up late, partying. You know, I mean, like, that's, but that's, that's the bar industry, you yeah. know, and I, and I think mm. that that's part of, you know, that, that traffic, that foot traffic of lifestyle in the, in the bartender's world is it's not a very healthy lifestyle. You're working 12 hours on your feet and you're not really taking a break to get fed and mm-hmm. take those smoke breaks so that you can have those moments. Yeah. But I think that that's changing. Yeah, I, I think, think that... I, I hope that it's changing. I think that... Or we're just getting old. Or, well, I think it's both. Um, but I think that, you know... Okay, so Nudo House, for example, like those guys, those guys are all grown-ups and they're excited to be working during the day and they're, they're having fun and they're turning their industry around mm-hmm. we're single-handedly turning the industry and what it means to, mm. to be a part of this industry I think taking care of those employees and making sure that they are putting their best foot forward mm-hmm. and breeding a culture of fun but not necessarily fucked up fun Yes. <laughs> With a, sprinkle, a, a, sprinkle, a sprinkle, a sprinkle, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, a sprinkle yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, weird. We like to keep it weird in the monocle. Well, that's good. Yeah. That makes things interesting. It makes totally things interesting. So then, before I sign off on this, do you guys have any um, asks or requests or recommendations for the folks listening? Ooh. Anything at all? <laughs> Oh, that's a. <laughs> so I don't know. So I don't. Like I mean, we're asking them a question to answer. To or you could, oh. or just something maybe you want to see people do or oh, consider. So that's so. I for those of you that don't know me, I I have a reputation of. Uh, I think I have a reputation of um, kind of being a no holds bars. I'm going to tell you how I feel, kind of kind of behavior. So uh, a preference. I'm going to say with that. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I think I think from a age of Yelp and opinions and and social media and all of that combined, how how we've changed our industry because of the internet and social media, has changed the way that people act when they go out. Um, I have three children. Mikey is fourteen, and my daughters are are eleven. Genevieve and Cecilia, and when they go out to eat, they are respectful. They. But they make a mess, they clean it up, um, and often they get desserts brought to the table because of their behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want people to, to behave like you're going to get a free dessert. When you go out, go out, you're having fun, man. We are stuck working during the times that other people are out having fun. And all we really want is for you to have a good time, too. If you walk in and you're in a shitty mood... And, and something goes wrong with your food and you take your aggression out on the situation, you're not only making it difficult for me and my staff, but you're making it difficult for you and anyone that's sitting around you. You know, So when you're out and you're being social and you're going out to dinner, things are always going to go wrong. We live in an industry where we are constantly putting out fires, constantly trying to make things work with a shoestring budget, with a staff that's called in, with plumbing that has gone bad, with electrical that isn't working, with coolers that go down, you name it, we deal with it, and we make it to where you don't see that. Mm. Um, just appreciate what you have and the, appreciate the industry uh, the, that you get to navigate in in this city because it is so powerful and so wonderful that you're really blessed to be a consumer in yeah. St. Louis as far as I'm concerned. So The crew here in St. Louis is here. top-notch. Yeah, I yep. totally. I would. I would go into a dark alley, with uh, the crew of twenty five, forty five people from St. Louis versus New York City or anybody mm. else, and see who comes out. And I think we put up a damn good fight. <laughs> yeah, we're all really tight. Uh huh. We are, and that's and that's what I think is important to understand that. We the, want we in the industry. We want you to come out and have a good time. We want you to to walk away, having those memories and and feeling like you were a part of something. And if you're being an asshole, we're going to point that out. <laughs> and I think that that's where the industry yeah. is changing too, to where... That we're not afraid to tell the customer, no, you can't actually behave like that. Mm-hmm. The customer isn't always right in those scenarios. And yep. if they are acting out of line and ruining things for other customers, we don't have a problem. And I've never had a problem saying, hey, I've kicked out more 45 to 65-year-old white ladies out of bars than I think at any other demographic or age of anyone in the course of 23 years because a lot of times you know the the people who are being rude are doing it because they think they're not going to get in trouble 
And mm-hmm. and when they do, they're like, "You're excuse me, you're kicking me out." Yeah, you, my bartender is crying over there because of the shit you just said to her. Like, why would you do that? That was really mean. Yeah, we screwed up. Yes, your meal was absolutely ruined, and and we shit the bed. We know that. We've apologized for that. We've done everything that we can, but you still decided to berate her. You can leave. You know, and that's mm-hmm. that's okay. And I think that that's that's where we're at as as a culture in our industry. Is if you're being an asshole, then we're gonna let you know that mm-hmm. you're being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I had any, any anything any, else? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, go see a play. Go see a show. Yeah, go, go see, see a show. Go, go, see go support local art, art. and yeah. it doesn't have to be at the Monaco. We have great art. Come and see the stuff at the Monaco. But <laughs> there is great stuff happening all over town. Yep. Um, there are some top-notch musicians in this town doing some great stuff. Go and listen to these artists. We've got so much wealth in St. Louis in terms of, of art and in terms of just food and, and booze that go out, go support those industries. Mm. And then go take a class and then be a part of the show. Yeah. I mean, be inspired by it. I, I, I think that that's what I love about the the incubatorness of the monocle is that you can be a, a beginner and put on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a space for you. There's plenty of room. And we'll make room and this community will stand behind you and teach you how to do it. It's lovely. Yes. Well, fantastic. Um, thank you guys. Thank you. This is really you. awesome. Is yes. Thanks for letting me crash. No problem. I was totally not invited to this party. Tom was like, uh, I gotta go do this podcast. You wanna come with me? <laughs> I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff, and this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Thanks. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. I would also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. There, you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do, and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support! Please join us next week for another conversation, but in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye.